Hello there. I've settled down on this afternoon to talk to you about what it's like to live with disordered eating. Um, so basically my, my story and the reason that I started my business, the Mindful Eating Clinic. And the reason why I'm, I'm doing it is to hopefully help people realise that there is a way through it and that you don't have to live with an unhealthy, damaging pattern of eating forever. Because I think sometimes when you're stuck in it, you think that it's the only way that you can possibly live around food. In fact, sometimes you can convince yourself that actually it's fine, that it works, that you've got it sussed, that you know what the routine is, and therefore that that's okay. But there is a way to get through the other side. So my disordered eating was focused around binging, essentially, and yo-yo dieting. But yo-yo dieting as a result of that binging. It started when I was about 16. And there was a particular event that triggered it, which I don't need to share with you, but I know when it was. And from that moment, I started eating to feel better because when you're eating you can't think about anything else so your focus is on the eating that's one thing that helped the other thing is that it made me feel comforted it satisfied my emotional eating drivers at the time and subsequently but because that eating behavior started I felt very guilty about it. I felt very shameful. I knew that it wasn't right, or I felt that it wasn't right at the time, that it wasn't normal. And the more strange and weird and upset about it I felt, the worse it became. And that binging then, once I'd got over a particular spell, would then drive me to start a diet to try and correct so to desperately try and find a way to get my controlled eating back again to get a sense of not doing this awful awful thing um that was actually making me feel pretty sick physically as well so I'll come on to what that was like in a minute um and so the yo-yo dieting then would be very often centered around a Monday and there would be a new notebook. And years and years and years afterwards, I remember opening drawers and finding notebooks, always starting on a Monday, with the date, with my weight, with what I was going to eat that day or that week, with what the rules were, were telling me what I was going to do. And actually, <laughs> it used to make me cry um, when I would find so many of these books in drawers, and I'm talking about 20 or 30 notebooks in different places, which would never, well, very rarely be continued for more than two weeks. Um, often because I'd set myself far too difficult targets in a desperate attempt to try and 
sort it out but it was always about being quite hard on myself and thinking gosh yes if I, if I really make it tough yes then it's going to work without of course understanding what was going on um so yo-yo dieting buying every diet book that was available so atkins south beach f plan um on and off weight watchers on and off slimming world on and off really anything and the desperation was just so strong to try and get some normality into my eating pattern and when I reflect back on it, it's quite interesting that I I lived a pretty normal life, really. Um, I was doing a lot of performing, a lot of singing and acting at that point on an amateur basis. I was also working. So I was able to function perfectly well. But this was always going on in the background. Whenever I went out to eat, it was there. Whenever I went round to friends' houses to eat, it was there. Whenever I was on my own, it was there. And so let me talk a little bit about what, what that looked like. So at its best, I was following some kind of plan. Um, and I did have periods in my life, actually, probably the maximum of about four months, maybe six months, where things seemed to be quite quite okay, quite steady and quite normal. I probably had maybe three periods like that in the whole of my life and I'm in my late 50s now. At its worst, I was worst, I was eating in secret. I was eating at night time. I was finding an excuse to go out in my car to fill up with petrol, for example, and go to the garage and buy, oh, classic combination would be a sandwich, a family bag of crisps, a family bag of revels, lots of water to wash it down, pretty gross, but that was it. Um, and, but not coming home to eat it, to eating it as fast as I could, in my car and then coming home. I would normally also have a couple in reserve. So I'd have a couple in my coat pocket and they might be stuffed down the side of the sofa so that nobody knew about it. Then I might go to the bathroom in the evening before bed and eat one of those. And so then in the morning, my poor stomach will have gone through all of that digestive process and I would wake up feeling like I was hungover, feeling incredibly tired, not having really having slept very well and feel pretty, pretty rough for the rest of the day. And that could go on for about a week, maybe, and then a diet would have to kick in. But the point was that I was always either one thing or the other. So it was an extreme. Most of the time it was either, it was an, an extreme situation going on and I hadn't found any sense of normality at all. And it's quite interesting, the language that I use just now about 
feeling at that time that what I was doing was gross, was horrible, was disgusting, was shameful, wasn't normal. And that, of course, drove me to carry on doing it because I wasn't addressing what was going on. And so fast forward quite a few years, in fact, 40 years, and I decided that I really had to do something about it, that it wasn't good enough that I was saying to myself, this is just who you are. This is how you live. This is your relationship with food. I didn't want that to be carrying on forever. Um, and so I decided to apply some of my other professional work, which is as a business trainer and coach, to myself. It's always difficult, isn't it, to apply what we know to ourselves. Very easy to tell other people, I think, these things. So I looked at myself as a separate person and I sat down and had conversations with myself about it and coached myself through it. I used some resources. I did a lot of reading, a lot of trying to understand what was happening, what the why of it was, so that I could stop it once and for all. And I did it. It took me four to six months, but I did it. And that was in 2018. And I have not binged since. And at, through that process, I lost the excess weight that I was carrying, about a stone and a half. And I have not put any of it back on. And in fact, I don't really think about it. Occasionally, I'll jump on the scales out of interest. And I've stayed stable within about two or three pounds since that time. And the relief and the change that it has made to my life is virtually impossible to put into words. Mentally, I am so much better. Physically, I know I am so much better because once I had addressed the eating behaviours, I then also looked into nutrition and I improved my understanding of what good food was. I think I'd always been quite obsessive about food but that obsession was because of my eating disorder rather than for nutrition's sake so I became a little obsessive you know about the nutrition but kind of for the wrong reasons but now it is for the right reasons but I'm much more relaxed oh my goodness much more relaxed around eating and food and I can go out and eat what I like because I'm listening to the natural hunger and body and nutritional cues that normal eating is all about, that natural eating is all about. And so that is why I set up the Mindful Eating Clinic because I do not want people to go through what I went through for the same length of time. And so I'm here to say that you do not have to live that way. You do not have to live with emotional eating, with overeating, 
with a yo-yo dieting existence, with a sense that any of your eating patterns or habits is shameful, is wrong, makes you a bad person because you're not. You're not a bad person. You're a good person. You're a good person who has a difficult relationship with food. That's all. And I'm here to tell you that you can make a difference to how you eat and to how you live. So if you want to find out more about my work now in the clinic, my work to help people get to a place which is happy and which is food free, food freedom, then please get in touch with me. Thank you for listening. I hope it's been interesting. I hope it's been helpful for any of you who can identify with any of these experiences that I am talking about. And perhaps you and I will meet, perhaps you and I will speak, even if we don't. I hope that this video will inspire you to seek some help anywhere to find a much happier life with food. <laughs>